superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome into Week 17 right here on Fantasy Pros. I am not Ryan Wormley. You could tell I don't have the glorious hair. I'm not espousing about those evil, dirty Baltimore Ravens. No, it's all Niners here and all positivity. I am filling in this round as we are going to be going through all the Week 17 games. The biggest questions and the only people to answer those questions are these two glorious faces that are joining me. If you're watching on YouTube, it's Pat Fitzmorris, D-Bro, the D-Bro, Derek Brown in the house. Gentlemen, I'm so glad to see your faces. D-Bro, how was the daunting task of a Week 17 primer, I must ask? <laughs> oh, baby, we... Yeah, we didn't know if we were going to get there, but we got there, baby. We got there. It's week 17. It's championship week. The body is weary, but we're moving on, baby. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. There's more football to go. Body so is look. weary, but the yeah. uh, will is strong. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Pat, uh, Are you? do you celebrate the school of week 17 is championship? You know, some people, got to be careful these days, don't want to say championship week when it clearly is because we know some people play week 18. But we don't judge those people. We just, you know, clearly know that Week 17 is championship, Pat. Are you a championship Week 17-er? I am, Welsh. Um, it's funny, before we added a Week 18, uh, the the one redraft league that I'm commissioner of, we, we did play a Week 17 championship game, and a lot of people ridiculed us. But over the years, like, it really didn't. Um, like no one was really punished. Maybe there was like one or two years over a span of like 25 where some early benchings and people resting like affected a championship game. But for the most part, we got some pretty high scoring games between usually the two best teams. So like, I'm not totally opposed to having skin in the game in week 18, but, uh, it does feel like this is a good time to wrap it up. It does. And, uh, what a way to end out our Thursday night football into uh, championship week two, by the way, with uh, exactly how everybody expected it. Joe Flacco without Amari Cooper, just leading people to championships. If people even played him, which was the craziest thing. Uh, we'll have to wait till all the news comes out of it. Week 18, if you're dealing with it, there was a kind of nasty hit uh, to Eli Moore that we're going to have to kind of continuously pay attention to. But I don't know, D-Bro, like, the amazingness of what Joe Flacco has done and being a league winner at the end. If you really were in that quarterback dire spot, it came out again in Thursday night football. Yeah, man. Um, crazy Joe Flacco stuff, but shout out to Eli Moore. Uh, thoughts are with him, man. That was a gruesome, gruesome scene, but with Joe Flacco, dude, like it's, it's insane. And I'll own the L dude. Like I, I bet his unders, I was under on the props. Like, I had him as, uh, I think it was QB 22 for the week. So I was not telling people to start Joe Flacco. So I'll own the L, but good Lord. I mean, can we just go ahead and crown him the comeback player of the year? Like, can we do that? Because I, I mean, at what point, who, who, who's, who's going to beat him? Who? Yeah, I I have no idea. I have no idea. 38-year-old Joe Flacco coming in and doing this. It's a weird year, but just also think about what we're saying. Joe Flacco, league winner. <laughs> 
2023. Oh, man. Let's get to 2024. And let's get to these games. Like we said, week 17, we got it all for you here. We're going to be going through each game. We've got key questions on all of them. Who knows? Maybe we'll go in other directions. And we're going to be talking, of course, about that fantasy over under challenge. We've got some good plays in for you for this week. So let's just jump right in to game one for this week. Matchup previews. Lions versus the Cowboys. Lions at the Cowboys. Key question. We're going to kick off. And Pat, we are going to start with you, my friend. Tony Pollard is the 31st scoring running back through week 14. Lions have given up the least rushing yards to running backs on the year. Pollard is ranked 13, 13th on the Fantasy Pros consensus ranks this week's can't this week. Can you trust him in your championship? Or would you attempt any type of pivot? Boy, I think I'd probably pivot. I guess I'm a good 10 spots below consensus on Tony Pollard because I've got him running back 23 this week. Mm. And like I had him ranked as a low end running back one last week and it it just didn't feel right. And it turned out it it wasn't right. Like Pollard was way more efficient as a part timer the last couple of years than he has been in a leading role this year. And, uh, you know, hasn't had more than 80 rushing yards in a game since week four. Uh, he scored three touchdowns in his last 14 games, like suboptimal matchup. I'm absolutely fading him. And I, I heard one ranker who I respect talking about where they have Pollard this week. And they were saying that like part of why he's getting propped up in this person's rankings were, was the absence of Rico Dowdle this week. Like to me that, that doesn't really, I mean, we kind of thought Malik Davis might win that job anyway back in August. So, like, to me, that that really has no bearing on this. So, yeah, I'm, I would look for a pivot here if I had Tony Pollard. Like, there, there are a lot of other running backs I would rather have in my lineup this week. I feel like with how the Cowboys have treated Tony Pollard, if there was a trade deadline, they'd go trade for Leonard Fournette just to get somebody else in there. The trust is not quite there. Debro. As I said, I, and I've done you know quite a few shows this week. I see a lot of different, really respected people's ranks. I have my own ranks here. My rank is not Tony Pollard inside the top 15. The other people, not inside the 15. Yet, we have this two balancing thing pushing up against each other. What say you, my friend? Are you going to throw Tony Pollard out there? Or if you can pivot, would you? Pivot. Pivot all day, man. And... I'm even lower than Pat. I've got our Tony Pollard ranked as RB25 this week. Oh, and baby. It's just a matchup, man. Like, if Dallas wins this game, it's going to be because of their passing game, not because of their run game. And I talked about this with Ty Chandler, and everybody's like, oh, you didn't play Ty Chandler for the volume. And it's like, no. If Minnesota was going to win that game, it's going to be through the passing game. Same thing with Dallas, man. Like, you look at Tony Pollard, and it's it's like, he's not going to get the type of volume you need to overcome a bad matchup like can he get 20 carries probably not to get 60 70 rushing yards what's his chances at a touchdown to save his day probably not great so no I mean I'm fading Tony Pollard I would people need to play other options and just to throw this out there Detroit since week 11 fourth best stuff rate sixth lowest yards at a contact per attempt this week like so no I'm I am firmly off the power train like I will play just to toss out a few na- names out there, like Chuba Hubbard over Tony Pollard. I will play Austin Eckler over Tony Pollard. Um, look, I mean, it's not a great matchup. I, I would even consider, like, I- I'll play Devon Achan, even in a split backfield. I'll play him over Tony Pollard this week. 
Do you think, um, would you, would you say it's fair to say that it, he is misranked like dramatically this week? Like sometimes we go through this, mm-hmm. we look at our own fantasy pros ranks. They're built off a of consensus. Do you think that it is like, it is a dramatically misranked thing? I do. And I think that, and this is just my, my pushback about sometimes like as we get into the mold of rankings every single week is that people talk about, well, how are you ranking this guy as an RB2 or an RB3? He should be an RB1. And it's like, okay, in, in some weeks, yes, that's correct. But if we go through and we look at guys' game logs, they have like, we're like, Tony Pollard's not an RB1 every single freaking week. Like, that's just not the case. Like, you, it's like wide receivers. You go through the game logs and people are like, he should be a wide receiver too this week. Okay, but if you look back at the game logs for the entire season, it's like, wide receiver 24, 25, 36, 72. Like, players go up and down and ebb and flow the entire year with matchups. So we have to be fluid in our rankings and adjust for those matchups as well. Like, Ranking Tony Pollard as RB11 every week, like, how's that worked out? Not great. Yep. Pollard Pollard is a guy, like, people have had a real hard time ditching their priors on Tony Pollard. And I think mm. he's the new Kenyon Drake. Like, remember when Kenyon Drake was That's a fair. committee back in Miami and he had these great efficiency numbers and everyone was like, you got a free Kenyon Drake, give him more work. They gave him more work, and and then it wasn't very spectacular. And it's it's been the same thing with Tony Pollard. I I, I like the comparison, and it hurts uh, all the more when you mention uh, yep. Kenyon Drake. And sometimes, hey, those great names they just don't get us there. But we want to tell you, NFL fans, it is time to unwrap nonstop football action, even after Christmas, because this holiday season. Throwdown on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code FANTASYPROS. New customers betting $5 on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 68 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources let's go over to sunday i didn't even mention by the way that was a saturday game we got a nice little saturday action i actually have a matchup this week i'm literally playing the dallas cowboys in my championship game 16 team league the person i'm not even joking you name a cowboy you would start they have them Thank you, Rico Dowdle, for not playing. That's all on Saturday, so I might have an idea of what my championship is going to look like. Yours will most likely be settled on Sunday. So let's get to those Sunday games. Game number two here, we've got Patriots at the Bills. Our key question. We're going to start with you, D-Bro. Gabe Davis scored 21 points last week. Stefan Diggs has failed to score 21, 20, or 19 points over the last three games combined. Will you go down with the dig ship this week? He's ranked 13th again, 13. Like we need to get rid of you know, like the hotels mm. with the 13th floor. We need to get rid of the 13th <laughs> rank here with digs. He is 13th. And if not, we're going back to that pivot that I talked about. Are you in or out on digs for your championship week? I'm out. 
Uh, I'm going to be below. I'm already below consensus, but uh, I've got him at wide receiver 18. And depending on how news shakes out today, I mean, I'm probably going to drop him even further into low end wide receiver two territory and still, and I, I know people are going to roll their eyes at me and say, okay, well you play your studs and things like people watching this back, but um, that's still being very kind to Stefan Diggs. Like five of the last six games, Here's his here's his finishes, boys. Outside the top 45 wide receivers, wide receiver 53, 53, 52, 45, and 53. I mean, if I'm being honest about Stefan Diggs, I should be ranking him as a wide receiver three or four this week. Yeah. So uh, as a wide receiver two is giving him the benefit of the doubt. And if you need ceiling in your uh, matchups, I mean, look, I can make you a case right now, and I actually did it in the primer, which is live right now, that Gabe Davis possibly outproduces him again this week. So, no, I'm not going down with that ship. That ship can sink by itself. Ooh, that is a great one you just put there because I was going to throw that to Pat. Uh, I mean, unless you feel that you are staunchly with Diggs this week, Pat, but I was going to say, who would you rather uh, rock this week, Diggs or Steph uh, or uh, Diggs or Gabe Davis? The problem, I guess, with Gabe Davis is like there's also like three big old donuts that are involved prior to this but it's been boomer bust Diggs has just been bust so what say you the pivot or the digs i'm going with the digs here and i I feel a little bit differently about this than debro does i'm I'm below consensus on digs but not too far i've got him at wide receiver 15 and i i guess the case you can make is that you know he's still he's healthy he's still getting targets he's uh like average eight targets per game mm-hmm. over his last three. And um, like, it's still a good offense triggered by one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So that that's the case for Diggs, And, you know, we, he has this long track record of being a high impact fantasy guy, but weirdly, this is the second straight year where we've seen this late season swoon from Stefan Diggs. So um, over his last three games this year, 13 catches, 101 yards, no touchdowns. Last year, three-game stretch from week 14 to week 16, 10 catches, 123 yards, no touchdowns. And then you had the week 17 DeMar Hamlin episode, so you didn't get anything from Diggs that week either. Um, I guess I'm going down with the ship just because I can't find any plausible explanation for why Diggs is plummeting like this. He, he doesn't like bad weather. D-Bro, you got one? You you got a hypothesis here? So We'll take D-Bro in the tenfold, front with the raised hand. We'll, we'll take yeah, I'm the student put, in the front. I'm going to put my tenfold ad on here for a second, and I think it's the same thing two years in a row. And I have nothing to back this up. I'm not, I'm not spreading false information here, but I don't think Josh Allen is fully healthy. I really do not. If you look at his efficiency metrics, and I'm not talking just like yards per attempt, thing, like his ability to throw accurate balls they are way off. And we we know Josh Allen was dealing with injuries last year, so maybe that contributed. But guys, since week 11, amongst 40 qualifying quarterbacks, Josh Allen, 32nd in CPOE, 23rd in highly accurate throw rate. So we could talk about like Joe Brady and the offensive change and stuff. This has been such a dynamic shift to a run-first offense and slowing things down. Stefan Diggs tapering off for a second straight year. I think what we're not hearing, and we hear this every single year, this happens every year, where after the season is concluded, we hear about injuries that were players that weren't even on the injury report during the season. My tinfoil hat idea or thought here 
I don't think Josh Allen is fully healthy, and I think it's affecting and I think it's driving the way this offense is working right now. But tell me if I'm crazy, guys. Yeah, I, I, 100% you can feel one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, he was dealing with the you know a tennis elbow issue that's going to require surgery after the end of the year. He it's, was on and off the injury report all the beginning of the season with a shoulder issue, and then all of a sudden, poof, now he's not. He's not there. Yeah. Well, also get giving sometimes giving these guys the magic treatment like they can do no wrong. We have that with Patrick Mahomes this year. It's we have mm-hmm. that in our brain. They can do yeah. no wrong. It is always number one. And in quarterback land this year, it hasn't been like running back where you put Christian McCaffrey at one and you move on and you think about everything else. Quarterback has not been that, even though I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have done that with Jalen Hurts. It doesn't work like that. These guys, we've seen more human quarterback play than in quite a few years. And Josh Allen is one of those. That also takes us to the fantasy over under challenge sponsored by betting pros. This is a very, very cool concept where you predict over and under for fantasy points each week. You win prizes and if you want to get in on the action, go over to fantasypros.com slash challenge and make your 10 picks on the overs and unders. So let's do one of those right now. How about this? Stefan Diggs is on the table this week over under 10 fantasy points. Pat, we're going to start with you. You said you're in, so you got to get more than 10 over under. I guess I'm going over, I guess. I'm committed to the over. D bro. Pat's pot committed. I'm also pot committed. I'll take the under. I, okay, so then I will be the uh, the difference maker. <laughs> uh, down. We're going under. Oh, We're going oh, under. Go. I'm going to take the gladiator effect here. We're going under. I'm out on dicks this week. You guys can go and check that out. Sponsored by Betting Pros. Go and have some fun with that. Even though it's week 17, prices be bound. Fantasy Pros under over under challenge. Go and check that out right now. All right, let's go to game three. We are going to the Falcons and the Bears. Key question. Kind of a statement, Pat. Arthur Smith hates you. Um, <laughs> Debro, Arthur Smith also hates you. You listening? He really hates you. Always has. So what decision is he going to make that is filled with hate this week so we can go against it? We are trying to play that game. We bench London. So he gets 12 targets. We trust Pitts now. It's Johnu time. Or the most obvious, Bijan. Where is Arthur Smith going to put Cole in our New Year stocking, I guess? Where, where is he going to mess with us this week? Well, first of all, it does feel personal like he hates me because I've it's been very personal. Uh, I was overweight on Bijan <laughs> and Drake London. Drake London yep, is probably same. my most rostered guy this week. And like I've got some Kyle Pitts uh, shares too. So. I think it has to be some sort of Bijan Robinson swerve, doesn't it? Like, I mean, in week 15, we got that horrible seven carry, one catch game from Bijan that probably like kicked a lot of people out of their leagues, uh, cost a lot of people. And the surviving teams who had Bijan got a nice 12 carry, 10 target game last week, 122 scrimmage yards. So, of course, it would make perfect sense for Arthur Smith to once again pull the rug out from under the Bijan people with some sort of. 20 carry game for Tyler Algier. Okay, so this is a this is going to be an important one there, D bro. How many or what do you think is the number one Falcons player that is still in championship teams? You know how Yahoo posted one of those things earlier in the week that it's like, here's the 10 most rostered players on championship. Do you think there's even a Falcons player in which one is still on championship? Because Bijan would be the answer. Except he's messing with people. I'm not sure he is. 
I I kind of want to go with Kyle Pitts here only because we've had a lot of tight ends come out of the woodwork. And if you paid, not even paid up for Pitts because he wasn't that expensive in draft season, but like other tight ends you could have gotten later, like Sam Laporta, Trey McBride, um, all these other guys are pot like Kyle Pitts is probably sitting around on a few championship rosters. And he's the guy that I was going to bring up here because I think people are going to sit Kyle Pitts this week. And I think Arthur Smith is going to pull the rug and say, no, you know what? Let's actually feed Kyle Pitts this week. And people are going to say, oh, crap, I wish I'd have started him. Because if you look over the last few weeks, Kyle Pitts has been performing, man. Tight end uh, one performances in three of his last four games. Also, the Bears have gone heavy, heavy cover three since their, their defense has been really humming. And that's where Kyle Pitts, again, it's another matchup. Like last week when I talked in the primer, where Kyle Pitts should have been the number one option, he was, and we're back to that again. Since cover three, I mean, against cover three, Kyle Pitts leads the team with a 19% target share, 31% air yard share, and Chicago, this is how you beat them through the air, is with tight ends. They're allowing the third most fantasy points per game, second most receiving touchdowns to tight ends, so I think Kyle Pitts is going to be on a few championship rosters and I think you need to start him this week. Like, I have him as a tight end one. We're going to look at prop bets for a second over on DraftKings. I have consistently, if anyone's paid attention to me all year, hi, I have always been betting Bijan Robinson. And the thing is, the receiving yard prop, this is one of those bets where if you bet Bijan the entire year, you will come out positive, but you're going to have to stomach a few bad weeks. The other interesting thing that has happened with him from the yards perspective Every single time he has hit his receiving yard prop this season, he has gone over 25 yards. It's clockwork. Well, guess what? This week, 22 and a half is the receiving yard prop. And we've also got three and a half receptions, which is new for him, but it's plus money. Okay, so Debro, both yards or receptions. Do you want to take both? Do you want one? What are we hitting? I'm hitting I'm hitting the over over for both. Like as soon as that line drop, like I will be betting that in the betting pros app today, bettingpros.com slash Debro. Like, dude, it's Chicago. Again, how you beat this secondary in this, this zone heavy, this cover three heavy defense, they are, they have been bottom three in receiving yards and receptions allowed to running backs the entire year. That is the out for Bijan Robinson to come out with a good day. And I think we see it, man. So give me the over for both Pat. Um, also, any game that Bijan has caught three balls or more, he has had 25 or more yards, but the equation doesn't quite work with going four receptions here. He has over 26 yards in three of his last four games. Last one, he had 50. The one game he didn't have those yards, he had one catch in. So if you have to take aside yards or you take the plus money on four receptions, where do you want to go with Bijan? I think I'd go with yards. I think that's pretty safe. And uh, we've seen his, for the most part, other than the one target game a couple of weeks ago, the usage in the passing game has been pretty consistent. And as Debro mentioned, like the Bears really give it up to running backs in the passing game. All right, let's go over to game four here. Raiders at Colts. I suppose there's lots of fun questions in this one. Uh, running backs kind of hold the uh, mold here for both sides, but let's go with the Raiders. If Jacobs doesn't go, is Zamir a must start? Colts are giving up the second most fantasy points to running backs over the last month. Pat Fitzmorris, let's start with you. Is Zamir a must start? And you know what I mean when I say must start. Like, we're not making excuses. We're getting him out there. 
I think so, at least in standard and half-point PPR leagues. Like, if Josh Jacobs is ruled out, and I, I do wonder if there's enough incentive for the Raiders to play Jacobs. Like, they know they're going to part ways with him in the offseason. So this might be an extended audition for Jacobs. And, like, what's the incentive to bring him back? I think NFL.com has the Raiders' playoff chances pegged at, like, 12%. So it's a long shot anyway. Um, and, and really, is there that much of a drop-off? Like, over the last two weeks, Zamir White, 39 carries, 214 yards, and a touchdown. He is, as advertised, like an effective hammer in the running game who doesn't give you much as a pass catcher. You know, you need to pair him with a pass-catching running back. Um, but as you mentioned, Welsh, really good matchup. So I'm, I'm going to have Jacobs, uh, excuse me, Zamir White ranked somewhere, I would say, running back 14, running back 15, that neighborhood. In half point PPR, if if Jacobs is out, so I, that does make him must play. I think we're gonna have an answer here, Debro. If Josh Jacobs is out, Zamir White or Tony Pollard? Oh, it's Zamir White, and Boom. it's not even close. Uh, I, I, I I'm, I'm laughing here because I have Zamir White right now in my ranks as RB fourteen. I do not think that Jacobs plays. I didn't think that Jacobs plays last week. If you and go go check the receipts, people like go check the primer. I wrote it up as Jacobs being out. I did not believe that Antonio Pierce was telling us the truth. Love Antonio Pierce, but again, coach speak. So I don't think that he plays again this week. He's still not practicing. And last week when he finally did practice, we saw him downgraded on Saturday where he didn't practice again. So there's nothing to suggest that Jacobs is going to play. Damn right, man. You got to, you got to fire Zamir white up and, like like Pat was talking about, this is the audition for them to not re-sign Josh Jacobs. And Zamir White, I, it's not. A, it, this is not even a hard call to make. He has been hands down better than Jacobs this year. And I know it's a small sample, and I'm not just saying prison at the moment, but if you look at Zamir White's tackle-breaking metrics, Josh Jacobs can't even sniff this area code this year. 10.3% explosive run rate. 3.9 yards into contact per attempt. Zamir White is going to be a top 15 back, and I wouldn't even push back against people ranking him as an RB1 because the last two games, RB12 and RB16 in fantasy. He deserves the ranking. He's going to get 20 to 25 touches this week. And I like being specific about it when I mention, like, would you this guy to this guy? Because we're in a place where, you know, if you don't have any other options, you put in Zamir, you're feeling great, but you might have to make that move. You look at yourself in the mirror and click on mm -hmm. Tony Pollard, drag him down, and put Zamir White up? Or how about the Saint? Let's go with this one. Pat, would you go Zamir White or Aaron Jones? You have to pull Aaron Jones off of your starting lineup, drag him down, and put Zamir White in. Yeah, that's close. I think I've got Aaron Jones ranked RB14 right now. That that would be close to a coin flip for me because, like, Aaron Jones, people have kind of forgotten how good he is, and I think last week was kind of a reminder um, plus AJ Dillon is a little banged up with the thumb injury. So yeah, I think I'd go with Zamir though. I'll probably put him one spot ahead of Jacobs. Uh, Debro Zamir or Ken Walker. Uh, give me Zamir over Ken Walker, Devin Singletary, James Cook, Chuba Hubbard. Mm. I will play Zamir White over Jonathan Taylor this week. I'm sorry, Pat, but it's happening. Don't challenge mm. that man. He will play Zamir White. And you will <laughs> like it, my friends, and you will win championships. Here's a quick break in the action because we talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing that all teams, coaches, and players have in common preparation. Planning is key in everyday life too. And a great way to be prepared for the unexpected 
is to join Air Med Care Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air Med Care Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air Med Care Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you'd pay nothing. You can become a member of Air Med Care Network for just $99 per year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS with no spaces. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS. Let's go to game five, Rams at the Giants. This one isn't I'm going to present this. Obviously, I think there's answers <laughs> in here, but I want to prove this point. Can both Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua eat this weekend championship? So here, follow me. Puka ranks eighth and Cup is 12th, but wide receivers, and I think that's over last month, but both wide receivers have had at least nine point differentials between each other over the last month and over 13 points in the last two weeks. So my point here is while they can both go, one is dominant, the other is at best league average. And that has been consistent over the last month. So the question is, Derek Brown, can they both be dominant fantasy options this week? Because if they can't, you got to figure out which one is going to go. In the sense of both of them being top 24 wide receivers, I will say yes. In the sense of one, both of them being top 12, top 15 guys, I will say no. And I like both of them this week, but I do give the edge considering the matchup to Cooper Cup. And this just comes down to coverage, guys. Like, Cooper Cup got the volume last week. He just didn't do anything with it. So this week, I think we see the bounce back. Because if you look at the Giants, a lot of single high coverage. And the, the interesting thing is trying to go through the usage for both of these guys because... Matt Stafford, in and out of the lineup. Cooper Cup, healthy, not healthy. Both them in the lineup. Quarterback play, blah, 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 blah. There's all kinds of noise. But if you look at since week 11, Cooper Cup, or since week 12, excuse me, Cooper Cup against single high, which since week 11, the Giants run single high at the fifth highest rate. Cooper Cup has been their guy against single high. So he has a 30% target share since week 12, 2.45 yards per route run and a 34% first read share. So I love Puka, do not get me wrong, and I will not be smirch his name on this show. But if I have to pick between the two of them, I am going to go with Cooper Cup this week. Pat, one interesting note I can throw out to everybody here is uh, the PFF quarterback wide receiver rating. The best wide receiver matchup to cornerback this week is Puka Nakua. They're given the number one rating out here. I guess the question was, can they both eat? But it's kind of turned into, if you had to make the decision between both of them, which is that guy, assuming you're going to say they're both not going to be, you know, top 15 scores. Yeah, and I, I do have both of them ranked in the top 15. Puka uh -oh. wide receiver 8, Cop wide receiver 14, but I totally get what you're saying. Well, like the odds are that one of these guys has a smash game. And the other guy like shows up, but is probably mildly disappointing from a fan fantasy standpoint. Like that's the odds on so what chances over the last of month. that being the result, yeah. right? But there is a chance uh, against the you know Giants who have allowed the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Possible they both click. Maybe we see Demarcus uh, Robinson fade into the woodwork for one game, and both of these guys eat. But like 
I, I can't go against Puka, the guy who's on a 1,500-yard pace and is in rookie company with the likes of Randy Moss and Justin Jefferson. And I don't really want to go against Cooper Cup either with, as Debro mentioned, his effectiveness against single high and like a, a pretty good individual matchup against Cordell Flott for probably most of his routes. So, um, man, like it's hard to fade either guy. And I've I've had people... Like for some reason, a lot of people have both of these guys on their their roster, which not really optimal. But I have told a couple of people, like, yeah, I think I'd play both of these guys this week. All right, yeah, I mean, and you're most likely playing both of these guys. But just wanted to also point out to everybody that you know, historically, at least over the last month, they both are not dominating. Some people might have some options, but you guys are both on the other side. Here's a side question, real quick, Pat. Will Demarcus Robinson score again? Four straight weeks he has scored. You guys want to hear a number two? You know what? Take a guess, Pat, at what his anytime touchdown is this week. Oh, man. Uh, plus 550. Okay, and then do you think he will score? I'll tell you after. I'll say no. The odds are against it. But oh. um, that's the thing. Like, it's not totally fluky that he scored four. Like, it's not a complete astronomical odds type of situation here because he's averaged six targets over his last four games a little fluky but not crazy fluky so i'm I'm gonna say it gets broken but um yeah plus 550 it seems like he's kind of a long shot to score this half ppr i think he's over the last month i think he's like top 15 in scoring uh because of those touchdowns okay Debro, will he score and what do you think the odds are I think they're probably juiced a little bit. I'll, I'll say plus 250, and I'm going to say he doesn't score because I'm like Pat. I've got both these guys. Um, I, we, I think we just have it flipped, uh, Pat. I've got Cup at wide receiver 8 and Puka at wide receiver 14. So I'm with you. I think that both of them have really good games, and if that happens, there's like so many touchdowns to go around. Like We know Kyron's going to eat. But Demarcus Robinson gets left out in the cold if Puka and Cup both have good games. And that might be the secret to all of this, by the way. Over the last month, those two have not ate together. Well, mm-hmm. Demarcus Robinson sat at the table, the big boys' table, and has been scoring. That might be part of the problem. Puka and Cup and Stafford are all sitting around brunch. That's happening in Week 17. Well, plus 225 on yep, DK. Told you. So you, you almost absolutely nailed that. That wow. is, Imagine what that was a month ago. Plus 225. <laughs> He's at. And uh, for perspective, Puka's plus 110 for any time touchdown. So that's where we're at with that bad boy. Let's go to game six here. Cardinals at the Eagles, a bird on bird match. Here's my challenge. Ready? Name me a Cardinal that doesn't have Mick in their name that you would start this week. Debro, <laughs> I dare you to find me one that you would start. Lock it up. James Conner. I'm going to have James Conner as an RB1 this week. I think an RB1? Yes. Yes, people have missed the boat. You can run on the Eagles. Like, people continue to continue to run on the Eagles, man. Since week 11, they've allowed the sixth most rushing yards per game, the 11th highest explosive run rate, the ninth highest yards after contact per attempt. Like, what's there not to like here, guys? Like, people keep looking at the Eagles' run defense like it's actually good. It hasn't been good for most of the year. James Conner is quietly, this is quietly James Conner's most efficient season possibly of his entire career on a per-touch basis. Like, it, I would have loved to have seen what James Conner could have done if he could have stayed healthy the entire year because we're talking about a player who is fourth in missed tackles per attempt and ninth in yards at the contact per attempt. 
I really don't think that people understand how good James Conner has been on a per-touch basis this this year, and he's going to eat this week. Could you imagine if they had wide receivers, too, that could get open and catch balls and they could just, like, open crazy. separation for mm-hmm. defense? It'd be Maybe crazy. Kyler would look really good, but he hasn't. No, not at all. I think he's he's got the sickie. He's got a tummy bug or something, so I don't know if he'll be going. Pat, is there a non-Mick or a James Conner type player that you could throw out, even in desperation, or was it only Conner? Yeah, I mean, it's Murray. Like, he'll play. I mean, it's just an illness. He hasn't been practicing, but he's going to play. I've got him ranked quarterback 10 this week against the Eagles, who are giving up 21 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, tied for the most with the Commanders. Um, Like, he's quarterback 13 in fantasy points per game since coming back from his knee injury. I think you can fire up Kyler if you don't have a better option at quarterback. I would push back on Debra a little bit with the James Conner thing. I'm not seeing it quite as much. I, I know the Eagles are not like a difficult matchup for running backs. Like that's been kind of overstated how their run defense is, but I also don't think it's a total red carpet match it matchup either. So um, the other thing is Connor's not really operating as a three down back anymore. Like they're bringing in D Mercado on passing downs or occasionally Michael Carter. And also the game script could definitely go sideways on James Connor, where the Cardinals fall into a big hole in this one. Um, not that I'm necessarily predicting that he gets game scripted out of this one, but I, I just like, I couldn't rank him as a running back one. I I don't know if I even have him as a running back two this week and perspective fantasy pros consensus ranks. He is 24 this week. So he is just on the cusp of an RB two. Ooh, lots of pass game usage last week, boys. He got what? Seven targets last week. Debro, fire oh. up that uh, Twitter draft and just be ready for when he goes off. Then you can just start to <laughs> bing, just start firing off, baby, and get that bad boy going. Uh, how about a fantasy over-under challenge sponsored by Betting Pros? Here's our second one. Remember, there are 10 when you go and play this challenge. You can check this one out, but let's do some work for it. Debro, we'll start with you. We're going to DeAndre Swift, over-under 12 fantasy points. Hi, this is a good line. Um... This basically comes down to does DeAndre Swift score and poor DeAndre Swift. Jason Kelsey talked about this on the, on new heights this week. He was like, poor DeAndre knows what's happening. Like if he gets stuffed at the one, <laughs> it's Jalen Hurts time, baby. And that's been like DeAndre Swift's MO. Like last week I felt so bad. I played Swift and, and DFS and stuff. And I'm like, come on, let's go. And then he's like trying to get to the end zone. And it's like, nope, not going to happen. Well, there goes another Hurts uh, rushing touchdown. I'll, Oh, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I think he scores this week. The matchup is fantastic. Eh, we'll see. All right, Pat, over, under, challenge, 12 fantasy points, DeAndre Swift. What's your call? I'm going over, and it does seem like DeAndre has gotten tackled at the one or two-yard line like seven <laughs> times the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm going over, and I don't even necessarily think he needs to get into the end zone to get mm. there because he's had 38 rushing attempts the last two weeks, like 20 and 18. It seems like the Eagles and um, like Sirianni are, are basically saying like, okay, we know our passing game is not functioning at the level it was functioning at early in the season and last season. Like, let's just run the the ball. Let's run the rock down people's throats. And um, so if they have reinvigorated their commitment to the running game, they've got the right opponent this week, the Cardinals, who have given up the most rushing yards to running backs this year. Yeah, he does. He's only hit this once in his last five games, but he did it against the Giants. Similar, you know, great matchup. Bing. 
keeping it thumbs up all three of us good Let's game for go. swift coming good game for aj brown i think aj brown erupts again this week let's do it all right game seven bu- uh, saints at the bucks key question Baker Mayfield is ranked 10th on Fantasy Pro's quarterback ranks this week. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, there's been a lot of weird things this year in championship week with the Flacco's and whatnot, all the way to Baker Mayfield. He is, though, ranked above Goff and Tua. So, Pat Fitzmorris, tell me your confidence level in that you would bench. Remember, dragging and taking out. You would take your you know little scroll, drag Tua down, and put Baker Mayfield in with your championship on the line. Can you look at yourself in the mirror while doing that? Can't say I would do that because I have Tua ranked QB 11 and Baker QB 12. So I've got Tua one spot higher, and like just it basically comes down to the idea that I think Tua is a better quarterback uh, than, than Baker Mayfield. But maybe not by as much. Certainly not by as much as I thought coming into the season. Uh, I do a Baker ahead of Goff, though. Quarterback 15. Like, Goff in road games against teams with, like, top 10 DVOA pass defenses, not that great this year. And he's getting a fourth such matchup this year. Um, In fairness, though, like, well, let me ask you guys a quick question. Yes or no, is Baker Mayfield starting for the Buccaneers in week one of 2024? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. I think he so is. too. I think they could draft a guy and use him as the bridge quarterback, but is he starting week one? Absolutely. Yeah. I could see like if Michael Penix were sitting there mid second round, like grabbing him and, and starting with Baker and, you know, giving Pen- Penix time to learn, hopefully the full season. And if Baker start struggles early, maybe they pull the trigger. All right. So can you look at yourself in the mirror, D bro and take, Tua or Goff out and insert Baker Mayfield with your championship on the line? So I'll agree and disagree with Pat. I agree that one of the quarterbacks gets left out of of this conversation, but I think it's Tua. Um, He's been so incredibly matchup sensitive this year, like against really good matchups, he bottoms out. Um, Against good matchups where he should smash, he's smashed. And no Jalen Waddell, I think, this week. I think makes a big difference. And I think Mike McDaniel is going to look at what happened to the 49ers last week and say, you know what? Screw this, man. I'm not, we're not making the same mistakes. We know how you beat this, this team that's running the damn ball. We're going to run the ball down their throats. We're not going to throw at this secondary. And so I think it's going to be a run heavy game script for the Dolphins, which is going to limit to, I have two at QB 16. Um, and I, but I have Jared Goff above Baker. And Jared Goff, yes, like the home road splits is a thing and stuff, but this is a high total game. It's going to be a shootout. It's still a very, very good matchup for Amon Ross St. Brown in the slot. Like Jordan Lewis has not been great. It's also a very, very good matchup against single high for Sam Laporta. I think he has a bounce back game in this one. So both of those guys, I mean, look, if they both get there this week, then Jared Goff is coming along for the ride. So I have Goff right now as QB... I've floated him anywhere between QB 10 and QB 12. It's going to be a big decision for you all if you have Baker and another viable quarterback. Another decision with New Year's on the horizon. We're all going to make our resolutions. Well, one resolution I have for you, stop driving around on those worn out tires. Because if you need new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go-to. They've got exceptional service and you can get a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. They have a great feature called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency 
transparency on tire performance, as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and your driving habits. Discount Tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country, so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels anywhere. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. There you go. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle, and it's important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety check and air pressure check. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Let's go to my favorite game of the week. Oh, Take out all your anger on the Commanders 49ers because that's what they're going to do. 49ers are going to Washington. So, Debro, we'll start with you. We're actually going to not focus on the 49ers because guess what? Play them all. Of course, it's against Washington. So on the Commander side, can you trust to start with Brissett any of the other starters with a pissed off 49ers defense? Brissett at quarterback. He did kind of make McLaurin live. Where are you and what are you comfortable starting on the Washington side with Brissett out there? No one. I'm I'm not playing anybody from the commanders. Mm. I do not want to play anybody like, can I make you a case for Terry McLaurin? Sure. But I mean, I feel like we were also being prison of the moment, like looking at what he did in one game and, and forgetting about the whole entire rest of the season for Terry McLaurin, which has been bad. I'm not trusting him in championship week. Jahan Dotson has been droppable for the last five to six weeks. Uh, Curtis Samuel, can't trust him either. I mean, since week 11, uh, we're talking about a San Francisco team that has been top 12 in uh, defending the slot. So give me no commanders. Totally fine with it. And no, 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 people. Have you not learned also? Do not play Antonio Gibson. I don't care if Chris Rodriguez is on IR. I don't care if B-Rob plays or he doesn't. The answer is still not Antonio Gibson. Is there a yes anywhere for you, Pat, on a commander that you would get out there? The desperation, you know, can push us a little bit. The only guy that is in the startable range on the Fantasy Pros consensus ranks right now is... Terry McLaurin, but it's not super high. But what say you, Pat? I don't want to start any of the receivers or running backs. The one guy who's fringy, like I don't have him ranked as a tight end one, but he's an interesting case maybe for DFS. Um, Logan Thomas, because the 49ers have been getting thumped by tight ends lately. Over the last three weeks, 24 catches, 311 yards, and two touchdowns by tight ends against the 49ers. Yes, one of those games was Trey McBride who uh, lit him up, but the other two games, it was the Seattle trio going for like 66 yards and a touchdown and uh, the Baltimore combo of Isaiah likely and Charlie Kohler combining for 73 yards. So I guess in a pinch you could stream Logan Thomas, but really I don't want to play any of the commanders. Okay. So let me throw this into you. If we want to look at some props over at DraftKings Sportsbook, Logan Thomas receptions, Three and a half over is plus 130 right now. You also could take the yards, which is a mere 28 and a half, but it's juiced at 120. So if you like Logan Thomas so much, where are we putting our money? A positive return on receptions, but we got to have four or just simply like 30 yards, but we got to pay a little bit of juice. We'll start with you, Pat. The safer bet on the yardage. Uh, that's a little tall on the reception total. Okay, D-Bro, you, you willing to risk it? Four receptions, you're going to get plus 130, I think I said? I, I'll i stay away from both of them, but if I'm going to bet one of them, give me the plus. I'll take the plus odds on the receptions because 
the thing about it is if Logan Thomas does, we we've seen this how, how many different times this year ago, guys, like if he does get the work, it's not just like Logan Thomas has had multiple like blow up games this year. So I think if he does get the work, like Pat's talking about, I think he goes over that number. And if that's the case, give me the plus money. Uh, how about the fantasy over under challenge sponsored by betting pros back in action here. Brandon Ayuk, 13 fantasy points over under Mr. Derek Brown. What side are you doing? If you're, you got to pick all 10, you got to smash this. Ayuk, 13 points against the commanders. I am going to go under on this. Um, and that might surprise some people, but if you look at the way the 49ers have used their wide receivers, Washington has leaned incredibly too high heavy. That is all Debo Samuel, baby. Brandon Ayuk over the last few weeks has below a 16% target share against too high. It's been a ton of Debo. I think this game sets up fantastically for CMC. And so if both of those guys smash, there's only so much to go around. And again, throw this out here as well. Against too high, the two leading guys in target share on that team have been Debo and George Kittle. So I just don't think there's enough left on, on the bone for Brandon Ayuk to go over this mark this week. Pat, Pat, what do you think? Over under 13 fantasy points. It's a great matchup in general, but they definitely are. Yeah, there's Ayuk or Debo type of games. It's kind of like the Ram situation. They just usually don't blow up in the same way. Um, are you going to take the over under? Yeah, I, I'll take the sucker play and go over. I mean, I just have visions of Brandon Ayuk tor- torching like, Benjamin St. Juiced or whoever's trying to cover him. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go over. <laughs> All right. We it's pretty good dream. It's pretty good dream. are going over. Of course we're going over. It's well, Brandon Ike, of course. I mean, of course. I, the judge is rigged. Can we throw that out there? This was rigged. What kind of nonsense are we talking about here? All right. <laughs> uh, game nine. We've got Panthers at Jags. Calvin has one double. Calvin Ridley by the way, has one double digit Calvin. scoring performance over the last month. That was last week. Quarterback wide receiver matchup rating is low, 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 low. Ridley ranks 22nd on Fantasy Pros right now. Their ranks. Do you trust Calvin Ridley over, let's say, Goodwin, uh, Godwin, or McLaurin? And Pat, we'll start with you. Godwin or McLaurin? We already kind of talked negative about McLaurin, so maybe he doesn't count. But just as a reference point, I put um, Chris Godwin out there. Yeah, uh, Godwin Ridley is a tough call. I've Ridley ranked a little higher, and I, I know he has not cashed in on the target volume he has been getting since the Christian Kirk injury. But since that injury, Ridley is averaging 11.3 targets a game. Um, and then last week, we did kind of see him cash in. Six catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. I think Ridley's a really good play this week, even though the Panthers have been kind of a tough matchup for wide receivers. Um, Godwin, though, like it's close because Godwin – wasn't really getting the target volume he had been getting with Tom Brady for most of the 2023 season, but uh, over the last three games, double-digit targets in three straight. So it's close. I think I have both guys ranked as like low-end wide receiver twos. Debro, do you trust Calvin Ridley this week? That's really what this all just mm. kind of becomes about. No, I don't trust him. Not not probably catching passes from C.J. Beathard. Um, I've got Calvin Ridley as a wide receiver three. Um, and, and also just comes down to the matchup, man, like, uh, Carolina since week 10 perimeter receivers, 11th, the lowest PPR points per target, sixth fewest receiving yards per game allowed. So their secondary is banged up right now. So 
You could talk me into it, but I, I'm just going to lean with the matchup. I, I'm off for Ridley this week, especially with Beathard under center. I'm also and not feeling Don't it. even go on a pro Beathard. I, I don't want your 49ers love to come out here, okay? Uh, don't worry. Welsh, don't, don't, don't give me like a pro Beathard rant here. Anything, yeah, don't okay? worry. You're not going to get any like, Nick Mullen should <laughs> oh, be the starter oh, and Beathard oh, should be blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about that. Oh, We're not that ridiculous. We're just so an Ayuk, Debo, Christian McCaffrey type of push those are the things i'm not gonna really defend brock i'm not gonna defend kittle we'll defend those other guys let's and Juwan go jennings when, when it calls for it right well Juwan, i mean most yeah, underrated yeah, come on, come is there more underrated number three in the nfl i don't know uh let's go to game 10 here dolphins at ravens so we're gonna go back to you d bro hn practice on thursday mostert is expected to play those are all good things the ravens giving up the fifth least Points to running backs over the last month and only one total touchdown. If both are active, is there hesitation to either back? Nope, not at all. And the points, as far as what the Ravens ha- have allowed, it's all been come down to touchdowns. Like they've been really, really stingy with touchdowns, but at some point that has to regress. And now you're talking about one of the most efficient running games in the NFL because the other parts of the Baltimore Ravens run defense it's a leaky dam, man, and it's going to break, and I think that it breaks this week because since week 11, Baltimore's allowed the 14th highest explosive run rate, 11th highest yards before contact per attempt, and they also have the 11th lowest stuff rate. So it's like, I know they haven't given up a lot of touchdowns, but you're telling me, okay, they give up big plays, they don't stop big plays, and now they're facing the freaking Miami Dolphins who have two of the most explosive running backs in the NFL? Fire up Mostert, fire up HN. Pat, do you feel any differently with these guys? I'm trying to. Mostert is 18 on the Fantasy Pros ranks here. HN is 28. So there's not as much lovely fire it up, any the crow, fire it up, fire it up like that. Do you have some hesitation on either of these this coming week? None on Mostert. Mostert. I mean, like, he doesn't get much usage in the passing game anymore, but that is a pretty minor quibble when you're talking about a dude with 21 touchdowns. And they give <laughs> they give yeah. Raheem Mostert, like, every opportunity to score touchdowns when they get inside the 10-yard line. They just feed the guy. And, like, he's averaged 14, uh, just a smidge under 14 carries a game this year. So no hesitation there. A-chain, look, I adore the guy, but right now the touch volume just isn't there under – double-digit carries in um, three straight games, 54.7 scrimmage yards over that stretch, no touchdowns, just not a lot of touches. And I, I kind of agree with Debro, like we can overstate how good the Baltimore defense has been. I think it's more of a neutral matchup than a, a nasty one, but still like it, it's not a bad defense. It's not one you want to target with your running backs. And like the the combination of lack of volume and not a great matchup so I'm I'm kind of in line with ECR on HN. Come on, Pat. Come honest. on. Can I, I interest know. you in HN snap rate being the highest last week since week 13? I know. Please, Pat. No. Can't <laughs> We're waiting, Pat. No, 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 you can't do no. it. You're not going to do anything. I By didn't the way, know I was going to have to try to twist Pat's arm on HN. Usually this weird. is flipped, man. Usually well, he's he, the one He should be HN. getting more carries. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, he should. I think it happens. By the All way, right. just a little uh, hat tip to the word smidge. It's a great word. I just I love that <laughs> word. So. It's just a solid word. Can we all agree on that at least? Yes, yes absolutely. Okay. Smidge for the win. Uh, game, <laughs> game 11 here. Titans at the Texans. This will just be an easy one. Does Stroud returning unlock both Nico and Noah as must starts in the finals? Debro, let's start with you. Are they both unlocked? <sighs> must starts. 
You must. Yeah, I'll go with that. I mean, I've got Noah Brown ranked as a wide receiver three, so that's pretty much my start territory. So, yeah, give me Nico, give me Noah Brown, and, I mean, come on, man. It's CJ freaking Stroud, baby. We know what's going to happen. Love our Stroud. Pat, are they both unlocked? Are they both must starts? Nico is a must start. I'll say Noah Brown is a maybe start. I've got him wide receiver 36. I I think he's going to be a fringy borderline start sit guy for a lot of championship May I present to you a quick player prop for the week Uh, over on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Nico Collins receiving yards, 59 and a half minus 115. Pat, let's start with you. Nico Collins, are you going to take that prop? Yeah, I'll go over. You go okay. You like? Do you like it though? Over. You didn't sound like you liked it. I need to hear that. Yeah, you like I mean, it. Uh, so I, <laughs> in my weekly player props bet, I I think I have eleven props I recommended. It was not one of my favorite eleven, but I like it. I I might bet that one. Debro, tell me that you like it. Over, over. Yeah, Nico is going to come back and play extremely well this week. Let's go over. All right, love it. Guess what? We're just now getting to the afternoon slate. There's so I mean, oh, you have all the games, obviously. Uh, little burn here. Steelers. And at, and the Seahawks at the Seahawks. Key question, after the Josh Jacobs debacle last week, do you think it is mission critical for a plan B with Metcalf dealing with some back issues? And if so, what is your plan, Derek Brown? Um, I do, and I don't take it lightly. Like, I wrote it up at the primer. I don't take uh, midseason injuries like uh, very lightly, and... I think your backup option, if you have him on your bench or he's out there on the wire in some uh, smaller leagues, is JSN. I think that if, D- if DK Metcalf is out, JSN is going to eat. I think he can do that anyway. You look at the matchup uh, versus single high since week 11. I mean, JSN has a 1.96 yards per route run against single high, as well as Pittsburgh since week 10, second most PPR points per target allowed to slot wide receivers. So fire of JSN, if you got him or if you have DK and you're hurting. Pat, uh, DK's on a kind of a little bit of a fall right now, falling to 16 as we're recording this on wide receiver ranks this week, and it may still go. Do you think it is so, so critical to have your backup option in play with DK Metcalf this week? And do you have somebody that jumps to mind where you would go? I think you do need a backup option, but I'm hoping that that was just a rest day for DK on Thursday, and we see him return to practice today, Friday. Uh, the guy's a cyborg. Is a, a back issue going to hold him out? Hopefully not. So, um, I, I, but like the plan B, Welsh, like we're talking about this being a late game. So, and you're you're probably talking about having to e- either you've got a sub on your bench who is a late game guy or a Sunday night, Monday night guy, or you have to pick someone up in, in which case, like the options probably are going to be like in the Justin Watson range. So I, I've, um, I've got a desperation option. Go, go for it. If DK is out and you are struggling, I promise you this guy is going to be out on every single freaking wave and waiver wire unless it's week 16. If Jamar Chase is out and I think he does not play and we see Legeria Sneed get through it, I'm telling you right now, pick up Andre Yoshivas. He got eight targets last week. He got a 21% target share. He equaled T. Higgins in first read share. He basically played the T. Higgins role. And if we see Sneed in T. Higgins' back pocket all day, Yoshivas is going to eat those secondary corners for Kansas City alive. So if Metcalf is out, pick him up and play him. Princeton Tigers, baby. I like it. I like Dude that is one. a physical freak, man. Freak. He is. 
We've got one more final fantasy over under the challenge, which is sponsored by betting pros. Go and check that out. Get involved. We are helping you guys out. And the final one we are going to talk about here is George Pickens, who made the top 10 over under 10 fantasy points this week. Pat over under. I'm going under. It's always a struggle for Pickens to get targets whenever Deontay Johnson is healthy. And like even last week, I mean, Pickens had almost 200 yards on six targets. And we've still got Mason Rudolph throwing him the ball. So I'm going to go under. Mr. D bro, the D of bros over under George Pickens. I'll take the over on here. I, I think that um, just the matchup leans itself. Uh, Seattle tons of cover three, 43% since week 11. Uh, you look at since week seven, Deontay Johnson back in the lineup, 46% air yard share for Pickens. He might not get a lot of targets. I'm with Pat on that, but the targets that he does get are downfield. He could catch two balls and I think hit the over here. Yeah, give me the two handshake emojis with uh, Rudolph and Pickens together. So, yes, we will go with the over. Uh, all of us are doing that. All right, let's go over to game 13, the Chargers at the Broncos. Gentlemen, Eckler has had only three mm. double-digit performances since week 10. Yet, he shows up at running back 21 during that same time period. Broncos have given up the second most fantasy points to running backs on the year with the most rushing yards and fourth most catches. Do you trust him to start Derek Brown? Do you, uh, do you trust and start Austin Eckler in your championship? Trust? No. Do you probably have to start him because of your options and your team? Probably. He's, he's not been good, man. And, and, I mean, you just look, even over the last three weeks, he has zero explosive runs. He's basically getting whatever's blocked for him. And this offense is not great. Denver, over the entire season, yes, has given up a lot of production to running backs. But if you look over uh, since week 11, they're 17th in explosive run rate. They're 14th in rushing yards per game. They've allowed the eighth lowest rushing touchdown rate. So they are showing improvement as a run defense. And the Chargers are just terrible, man. Like, I don't think Keenan Allen plays. I don't think Josh Palmer plays like, so what's going to be the engine that moves this offense? Is it going to be Eckler? I just don't think that he has the talent to do that at this stage of his career. Okay. So uh, Pat, will the chargers be fueled by Eckler or should we just be desperately trying to find anything else? I mean, it kind of comes back to that question and you guys have already answered it. I think the Zamir wider Austin Eckler, I feel oh, you both Zemir. would. Yeah. You're yeah. benching Eckler. You have to him benching Eckler to put in Zamir white, but can you get down with Eckler this week at all, Pat? Uh, I'm basically taking the same position that Debro is like, so his ECR is RB 21. I've, I too have him at RB 21 and um, 24. Yeah, the the matchup makes him playable, but like based on what we've seen for the last ten weeks or so, do we really think Austin Eckler has a hundred yard rushing game in him? Like I don't, and he hasn't been really special as a pass catcher either of late. So um, the the funny thing is, Welsh, like I sat at the computer yesterday and answered like start sit questions on Twitter and our Discord channel, which everyone should join by the way, for like three and a half hours, and uh, you know giving special Committed. TLC to our Discord people. I think I got maybe like one or two questions the whole time that involved Austin Eckler. Like I, I think a lot of his really? investors failed to reach the playoffs because yeah. he flopped so badly this year. That's actually yeah. a really great point. I, I, my championship I'm playing for this week, I do have Eckler, uh, which is going to be an oddity, but you're right. He is one of those guys that, unfortunately, you probably didn't get there. We're really short on time here. I did want to just quickly ask this, Pat. Is there anybody that jumps out to you? The Broncos situation is whacked this week. Uh, Russ Wilson, obviously, bench. Stidham is going to be the quarterback. 
Is there anything you really trust in Denver right now? Not really. Uh, Javante, like they're working in all three guys. So I've got Javante as kind of a, a lower end RB3. Sut, uh, Sutton, maybe if he clears concussion protocol, but that seems pretty unlikely. I've got Judy ranked as a wide receiver four. No, I don't really want to start any Broncos. I mean, D-Ro, you who you want to start more of, Cardinals or Broncos? I'll start um, McBride and Connor. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing any Broncos this week. Like, Javante's not breaking tackles. The Denver offense is going to be a mess. They're not going to have Sutton. Uh, Judy is going to be their number one wide receiver. Good luck with that. Steve Smith was right. Um, no, I don't want any Broncos in my lineups. All right, the final one for the afternoon slate, Bengals at the Chiefs. CEH didn't practice on Thursday with an illness, but seems like he'll be okay for this weekend. Pacheco out. Is CEH a league winner? Pat Fitzmorris. Oh man! First of all, I, I hate the term league winner, and like I'm <laughs> certainly not gonna like a week seven. <laughs> okay, 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 let me change it. I will knew he it was be coming. Will he be good and win your league for you? <laughs> I I don't think I'm pretty skeptical. I mean, like I I just don't think Ceh is very good. Like wh- whenever Clyde Edwards Hilaire has gotten opportunities, he hasn't really cashed in. Uh, he's averaging 3.3 yards per carry this year. All the pass catching potential we thought he had coming out of LSU. Never hasn't like it just hasn't materialized. So um, it should get at least 12 to 15 touches and and touches are worth something. Sometimes it's more about opportunity than talent at the running back position. But uh, I don't know, even though you never say never in fantasy football, I cannot see everyone looking at week 17 and saying, oh, man, I wish I'd had Clyde Edwards Alaire in my lineup. But D bro, if uh, if it is no Pacheco and CH is there, is CH a guy that you're trying to get into your lineup, or you just feel comfortable with everything else? I mean, I'm comfortable starting him. I'm going to have him as an RB two this week. Um, just looking at the matchup, it leans itself. Like we've seen inefficient running backs, a la Ty Chandler, just destroy that run defense. And so I, I think it's a low bar to clear and. I mean, CEH over the last few weeks, 29, 64, 42 receiving yards. So if he's not getting it done on the ground, he's going to get it done through the air. Um, I think that we do see LaMichael P. Ryan probably mixed in on early downs, but I think CEH will still be their red zone back. So, um, yeah, like like Pat was talking about, like I think he's probably sniffing somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 15 touches, and he probably scores. So he'll be an RB2 this week. Final game up here, the Sunday night football game, Packers at the Vikings. Derek Brown. Will Jaron Hall ruin Justin Ugh. Jefferson in everyone's finals? I'm asking for a friend, which is me. Will he ruin Justin Jefferson? Yes. No. Um, they can have, I mean, basically they, they could put the, the, the water boy out there and let him throw freaking targets to Justin Jefferson. Well, Just they are. Get him. I mean, basically they are. I'm not a Jaron Hall believer, was not a believer in draft season, still not a believer. I, I questioned we talked about the must start show earlier in the week and me and Erickson went back and forth and Nick Mullins. And I'm like, I, I, I just think Kevin O'Connell is just flailing. He's just grasping in straws at this point. And Jaron Hall was not the answer. Like just, but here's the thing. Justin Jefferson is him. He's going to play well because he's freaking Justin Jefferson. Just give him targets and let him produce. And I think that that's still going to happen. Plus um, earmuffs, Pat, the Packers can't cover anybody. Their secondary is bad. So okay, yes, so Pat, Justin Jefferson, can, uh, yeah, take off the earmuffs here. Pat, I'm going to ask you a different one then. Um, in that wide receiver core, 
where's your biggest trust level going to be as far as uh, Packers wide receivers this week? Is there a must start for you? Mm. Uh, like Romeo Dobbs, because he's the one yes. healthy guy. Like he hasn't, the target total has not really, he hasn't gotten a great benefit to having all these injured wide receivers. Like Jordan Love just kind of spreads the ball around, but Dobbs is the healthy guy. And we know he's going to be involved to some extent, like probably the usual seven targets for him. But uh, by by the way, like Welsh, I I can only imagine how much your heart sank when you heard the news that Nick Mullins was not going to get the start. Because like, I, <laughs> I mean, he he makes all the other things in the 49ers work, but like at the same time, I totally get Kevin O'Connell's position because like Mullins threw four interceptions last week and probably could have had about seven. Like he th- yeah. he had so many interception worthy throws, it was ridiculous. Like he just has no conscience about like throwing downfield. But then again, like, look, I mean, the Packers gave up almost 400 yards to Baker Mayfield two weeks ago. They let Bryce Young get his first 300-yard game last week. Like, it's not like Jaron Hall can't throw a spiral. So uh, I, I think Justin Jefferson is going to get his. You're going to be okay, buddy. Okay. R- Romeo Dobbs, by the way, is going to eat. I love that call by Pat. He's he's going to crush. The, the The coverage matchup sets up perfectly for him. Well, we are hoping that you guys crush and you eat and you take home those championships because that's what it is all about. You want to find these fine gentlemen throughout the rest of the week? Well, your weekend. You still can. Derek Brown on Twitter at DBro underscore FFB. You can find Pat on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. Myself at Is It The Welsh. The primer is out to get you set. And of course, if you want access, get over to the Fantasy Pros Discord. Get in with the community. Pat is literally giving up his entire day. He spent the whole day with everybody. That's crazy. I'll Things. be in there all Friday afternoon for everybody, too. So There you go. Things that, I mean, technically money can buy. So go and check it out today. Go to <laughs> Fantasy Pros. Get in on the premium stuff. Get in the Discord. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for inviting me in on the show this week. We will be back, I guess, in week 18, right? We'll be back in week 18. Yeah, sir. Talk about the championships we won, not the championships that you guys are going to play in week 18 because it's got to end in 17. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully those previews helped you out, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Fantasy Pros. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. 
So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.